What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. We have a nice MC that's up and coming right now. Joining me on the show here tonight, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light Through 65, iHeartRadio. Shout out to L Nice for connecting us. Steven Darnell, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. What's up, bro? Thanks for having me, man. You know what I'm saying? Much appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Of course, man. I see that you're putting in the work. You just dropped recently, Larger Than Life. This is the album that you dropped the end of last year. Yeah, yeah, I dropped it on. Yeah, back in September, uh, September 21st. I was like my, you know, my most recent album, uh, one I'm like most proud of. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Putting in the work with the bars, I see. That's what you do out here. As far as hip-hop goes, I want to get into your beginnings of this whole hip-hop career and just your journey in life. Where where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Uh, I'm originally, you know, from Tuskegee, Alabama. Grew up in uh, Tuskegee and Montgomery, Alabama. You know, both both of the towns are like, uh, I would say, 40, 45 minutes apart. So, you know, that whole area in, uh, in Alabama. Yeah, and you have the Alabama, is that the Crimson Tide hoodie? Oh, yeah, 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 Roll Tide, man, Roll Tide, because I die, you know, I, you know how we rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to you guys. You guys always got those quarterbacks, Mac Jones, Joe Namath, you got the legends. Yeah, yeah, nothing but legends out of Alabama, man. Nothing, nothing but legendary stats, you know how I go. You know what I'm saying, Nick Saban. You know, it's saving like, the greatest college coach of all time, Bear Bryant before him. Yes, sir. And, and you know, that's how, that's, I grew up in that that whole uh, atmosphere. So as I run it, I was I was actually born in Auburn, <laughs> you know, what I mean? but you know, what I'm saying? It, it all worked out, though. Definitely did. And what was your introduction to the genre of hip hop? Who introduced it to you? Was it your family or is it just something that you were around and you just caught attention of it by yourself? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a mixture of my family, like older cousins, and just going to school. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids at school, uh, you know, were connected the same way through family. So what they learned, they brought it to school, and, you know, pretty much same with me. What I learned, I brought it to school. It, you know, it was definitely during the times when, um, you know, all of the music was promoted through word of mouth. So that's how I pretty much came across rap, which is word of mouth. Even my own mom, you know, riding around listening to it in the car. Do you think that word of mouth still works in today's day and age, even though we're in the social media age? Because I feel as though that can only add to what we got on social media. I, I, I think that, you know, with, with hip hop, um, it's definitely a, a genre that's about, you know, the new and, and fresh So. Uh, that's one thing that's never going to change, the fact that you are on something that nobody else has even discovered yet. You're always going to get cool points for that, you know, within the hip-hop culture. So I think word of mouth is just as strong as it is now. I mean, you know, just strong now as it, as it was back then. It's never going to change, in my opinion. When did the beginning start? As soon as you picked up the pen and you started writing and then even approaching the recording side of music, when did this all start for you? Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I feel like, you know, the love for, for hip, rap and hip hop, you know, has always been a part of my life, you know, even as a child. But, uh, you know, the dream to actually, you know, make it as a rapper didn't come till, till much later. I mean, you know, you got to understand, I, I grew up in a small town. So, you know, this whole idea of being a rapper is so far-fetched. You know, it, it's like something that, you know, we only got to see on TV. So you you dare not tell somebody you want to be a rapper, 
and, and also, uh, you know, just the the whole, you know, image of, of being a conscious rapper and, you know, being vulnerable and, and speaking your truth. That didn't kind of come to, to later because, you know, the rap game was really saturated with, you know, gangster. It was, it was, all, it was all about being gangster and, and, and being from the streets. You know, although I grew up in, in uh, obscurity, a certain obscurity, you know, I'm not street, I'm not gangster. So, you know, I kind of kept my mouth quiet about uh, wanting to be a rapper. But it was, it, it was something that I feel like it was just embedded in me. Even if you didn't want to be a rapper, you was going to, you know, know how to rap or, you know, you've been engulfed in, in rap music. Something I think it makes you unique and stands out from amongst a lot of rappers, especially down in Alabama and the whole Georgia area, and even by Atlanta and Florida, is that everyone likes the trap sound. What made you want to go the different route to be a conscious rapper? Because I think that's what's going to make you pop in your own way. Well, you know, honestly, you know, it's, it's not really my first rodeo. I, I, I've been through every, you know, phase, every step you can go through. You know, as a, as an MC, you know, uh, I I was always enamored by by lyricism because, you know, you know my older mentors or, or my big homies, when I would you know sit back and watch how they consume music, they, they you know the MC would always get a reaction when they said something that you know that was prolific. So I'm sitting back watching this, and I'm like, oh okay, that that's what I need to say. That's how I need to put it together. But at the same time, you know, growing up in the South, riding around the neighborhood, pulling up at schools, pulling up at the mall, though, 808, though, that's what, you know, that's what got the attention of the people. I, I felt that, you know, riding around in, in my homie's Chevy, you know, just being inspired by that, that knock in the trunk, like, yo, that inspires me just as much as, uh, you know, the lyricism aspect. So, in my opinion, I wanted to you know, merge the two. I wanted to get that feeling. That same feeling I felt, you know, as a shorty riding around and, and my cousin Cutlass, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to project project that same feeling onto somebody else. From being a listener and a fan of hip hop and studying lyricism, who had the most prolific lyrics to you and it even stands out to this day with you? Uh, definitely, you know, of course, Tupac, Biggie, uh, Lil Wayne, Andre 3000, Nas, Jay-Z. Those are the those are the guys, those, I mean, you know, honorable mention of T.I. Uh, for sure. Um, you know, uh, Wu-Tang, Red Man, Method Man, you know, those type of guys. Blackout you know, album. Blackout, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I really would say listen to everything because across the street, uh, uh, one of my homies, Satai DJ Swole, you know, he was a DJ. He had a studio. He pretty much any any new, you know, album that dropped, he would burn it to a CD for me. And I'm just a little shorty, like you know, supposed to be hiding this from my parents. Uh, you know, I had a, a a CD album, and every every new album he would just let me get. That's the first time I ever heard. That's how you know the whole East Coast New York sound even you know got embedded in me because during that time it was just like he put me on everybody. You know, first time I ever heard DJ Clue, Desert Storm, just the mixtape, uh, Nas, you know, uh, it was just, you know, it was up from there, man. So I guess you can say that 
during that time, I looked at rap as a, like a getaway. I didn't really think that, you know, oh man, I'm gonna make it as a rapper because I was playing, I was playing sports too. So, you know, coming up out the South, your way out, and you know, the way you get notoriety, girls, whatever, attention, you know, through sports, football, basketball. So it was just, you know, rap kind of like took a back burner during that time, you know what I'm saying? But most athletes are rappers too, as you think about it. Allen Iverson, Shaquille O'Neal, Dame Lillard. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they, those guys definitely, you know, um, put their bid in as, as artists. I would definitely say, uh, yeah, my rap skills supersede uh, my, my athletic. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty athletic, but, you know, if I had to say anything, uh, it's like, it's like it's like cats that that's a dog on the field or the court, but I feel like I'm a dog in the booth. When it when it's crunch time and it's time to the to deliver, I feel like, you know, I got what it what it takes to, you know, just giving a shot. Um, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I got what it takes to deliver that, you know, classic album to hip hop and and beyond. You mentioned that you played sports, but you've chosen the, the right the right path and right route for yourself in becoming a rapper and, and pursuing that dream in line, being a pro at that. Say if you were to go back or just to, if you reflected on your time playing sports, what sport do you think that you could have took to the professional level, either football or basketball? Oh, uh, yeah, I would, I, would, I would definitely say football. I would, I would most definitely say football. And it's ironic, too, because, you know, I played basketball from like eighth grade to 12th grade. But I, I didn't play football until senior year. It was just like, you know, one of my coaches, you know, saw me running around the gym or something like that. He told me to come out to uh, spring training and, uh, and I tried it out. And, you know, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I made a lot of friends. And, you know, I, I started, you know, I picked up on things real, like, you know, pretty quick. So if you show me, like the essence of how it's supposed to go, you know, I become obsessed with it. Oh, I gotta get better, I wanna learn it. And, you know, that's pretty much what I did with rap also. You know, I never really had anybody, you know, teach me, you know, the ins and outs of recording and um, bar, how to count bars and stuff like that. It was just like, um, I had, uh, you know, injury, you know, playing football, and you know where I took like tore my ACL, like had that injury. Um, so that gave me some time to like you know sit back and just reflect on uh, what it is that I really wanted to do with my life. And it was just like you know sitting there, laying there in that moment. I had already you know been writing and like working on songs, but it was just like you know now it's time to you know put this this plan in motion and. You know, really commit myself and dedicate myself, you know, to becoming an MC. And that's what you're doing here. And I, 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 you just mentioned that you were, you had an injury with an ACL. What do you think is the reason why so many players today tear their ACLs? Because I was having a conversation the other day about this because it's like, you, it's weird. You never hear about the players in the old days, LT, Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice tearing their ACLs. Why do you think today you feel as all, players you're always hearing the news that they tear their ACLs why is that their players just get injured by the ACL injury I mean you know the game changes over time you know I, I feel like you know back in the those back in the older times 
you know, football was it was more so about, you know, like strength, like group strength and stuff like that. And, you know, as the game evolved, it, it, it became more about speed. So when you got a lot of, like, stop and go real, you know, real fast and trying to stop on a dime and, you know, make different cuts and stuff like that, and you add, you know, the contact with that, it's going to be more prevalent. You know what I mean? It's just like with tennis, like a lot of ACL tears and soccer and tennis because, because of the change of direction, you know, coupled with the speed. So it's just like the, the nature, nature of the game. You know, it's more so in skill players than, you know, like um, linebackers and linemen and stuff like that. It's always interesting to hear because with ACL injuries, sometimes people consider that the career ending injuries, but then you have players that do come back from it. And a lot of it is sometimes mental because players don't want to land on that same turn that they have. I mean, it can be, you know, it can be career ending in terms of like, you know, it never really fully been 100%. Like, again, you start, you always got to deal with like swelling and, you know, certain like range of motion and stuff like that um and you you, you constantly you know trying to strengthen you know your leg muscles and, and all that type of stuff like that so it was a blessing in the sky for me because you know I, it, it helped me like you know I feel like oh god like knock on my head like okay man you know you know I was 150 pounds soaking wet anyway you know you know it was like okay all right, sure. Um, yeah, man, you need to get in that studio and um and, and, start making so some big. tracks. Start making, you know, uh, and before the time, like nobody never heard anything from me, any records at all. So uh, when I when I got the opportunity to record, which was um, just basically, you know, some by chance, it wasn't it wasn't a planned date at all. It was. Uh, had transferred to the new school and in my dorm room, you know, the kid that lived a few dorms down, doors down from me happened to have the equipment and everything set up, made beats and everything. It was just like, you know, up until that point, everybody, people would let me in the studio, but it was just more like fly on the wall, you know, watching and, you know, allowing them to, to do their thing, so to speak. But he was the first person that was just like, shout out my boy CJ, he was the first person. He's like, yo, you got something for this? I'm like, got something for this? Up until that point before, it was like uh, being in elementary school with a recorder and locking the door in my room, telling everybody that I was in the studio. And, you know, and up until that point, it was really just like uh, reciting, you know, songs that, that were popular that I heard before, you know, around with my mom or, you know, from my cousin and stuff like that. Um, but I felt like over time, just listening to, uh, listening to rap so much and, you know, being engulfed in it because of, I was obsessive. I think uh, without me knowing, I was, you know, really, you know, honing my, my craft as an MC and you know it. What would you say were the early building blocks and steps for you and making that transition and proving to people that you really were taking this seriously and that you were here to be an MC? Um, anyway, I would say, you know, Facebook was like kind of like my first platform to, you know, really, 
promote myself um that you know mixed with the college that I went to um and kind of looked at it as a um you know just like a, a hub of people you know, you know I, I recorded in the dorm I take we burn into a CD we go around campus like yo tell me what you think about this take it out let me know and you know up to the point that college had never seen like a rapper presence like no they never seen anybody walk around and you know trying to promote music i was like the first is like they would take it they would look at it you know like kind of like never nobody <laughs> walked up to me with what is what i'm supposed to do with this i'm like that is me like you know check it out just let me know because i'm going to see you again i'm going to see you in class i'm going to walk by you again and you know the town that we we the, the school was in was like this you know small college town but it had like this you know, crazy nightlife. It was just this one strip. It was like bars and, you know, like one club. So that club, you know, we got them to, uh, you know, spend one of my records in, in that club um, it's down in Missouri. And, uh, you know, I just took a step back after DJ was spending it and I'm just looking around, <laughs> you know, like taking for people's reaction and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh man, they vibing, they vibing. They don't know it's me though. Like they standing right next to me and they just like turned up. I didn't want to tell nobody it was me because you know you don't want to add that, you don't want to add that bias, that bias reaction. So you want it to be natural and organic. And like once I saw that, like I never experienced nothing like that. Yeah, I might be on the something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's major. <laughs> I played sports all the time. Nobody was like, hey, man, you good? You I did a lot of stuff. Nobody never, even at the time, nobody never told me, like, I was good at something. You know what I mean? Until, until like, you know, rap came along. And it was just like, yo, that's you, that's you. Right, man. It's like, okay, I might be on something, man. And that's how you knew it was meant to be. I, yeah, felt it, man. I felt it at that time. I just... I just really made a decision to uh, to be committed, you know. And people, when when people start calling me like obsessive, that's when I knew like, okay, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? As an good. Do you remember your first performance? Yes, sir, I do. Is that it was at a um, place called the Peanut in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, one of my you know, good associates put me there. And I remember the <laughs> low amount of confidence I had and how I did pretty much the whole show, like looking down at, at my feet. But the people were so close, I you know, I could still feel the energy of, you know, people like, oh, what are you saying? But, you know, my stage presence and, and everything just wasn't quite there yet. But I know ever since that, it's weird because, you know, that was years ago, but every performance I do, I never forget the advice given to me from that. Now I make it a point to not look down at my feet, you know what I mean? I make a point to make that eye contact, you know what I mean, and project to people ever since that show, every show is from that first one. From there, how did you establish your own stage presence? And was there anyone that you studied looking on YouTube or just being at performances and concerts yourself? Mm, um, definitely, man. I would definitely 
you know, a lot of people don't get this guy a lot of credit, but you know, me growing up in the South, I would definitely give a lot of credit to Tilt and T.I. Like, you know, just I got to him perform live before. Um, his energy, the aggression, you know, that he brought. Uh, DMX for sure uh, was one that I always looked to. I always fed off DMX. You know, even as a child, before I really started putting bars together um, and listening to DMX, it was just like, man, I don't know, I feel something that's different. So I looked at X, um, Outkast, you know, the, the the different clothing and, you know, style that, you know, they brought, uh, the fearlessness of, of that. You know, it was a lot. Um, I tell people that it's ironic, you know, that Atlanta is still like, you know, uh, like the um, breeding ground for for artists that's, that's growing up every day. And I would definitely credit, you know, a part of my success or, you know, just me being an artist to, to ATL because, you know, I, had, I got family there and I had opportunity to go out during the summer. And as I got older, you know, spend the nightlife with, you know, with my cousin and stuff like that. So it was like I got to watch that up close and personal and watch artists, you know, that were making it in the game. I got to, you know, see um, just to feed off that. So I still feed off that to this day. Absolutely. And that's important to focus in your career. Tell me how you started making connections with people such as Al Nice and just making industry connections, especially with the DJs, because the DJ reputation and the friendships there, that's how you get your records played. I mean, you know, just, uh, just going through like rapper boot camp early on and uh, just understanding early on that the DJ uh, plays a you know super important part hip hop you know they they help get your record uh, to places that you wouldn't ordinarily you know be able to go um to help you know get your record heard by people that you might not you know have the opportunity to be up in front of so you know i always understood the importance of just um having that relationship with the dj i would say it took me many 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 years to you know, bump into uh, the right people. It was just about, you know, stepping out on faith and, you know, having, having, um, just taking advantage of those opportunities that other people saw talent in me and it's like, you know what, I'm going to connect you, you know, I'm going to connect you with my guy, I'm going to connect you with my guy. And not just brushing it off, but, you know, actually following up on that, you know, plus, you know, nice and be a legend, you know what I'm saying? So, it's just like you're working with nice, it's like you're on the right path for sure. So I always uh salute to nice and you know the things that he's accomplishing and in, in, um, in the game is just you know just astonishing. And I hope to you know one day be in that same that same boat. Shout out to Al Nice for sure, one of the realest out here, and he's helping you and art, other artists such as yourself get around in the game. It's always important once you find that one person that believes in you because then. Then you're off to the races because it's always you you need the teamwork to make the dream work and something that's really important about the djs that are out here right now in the current game is that just push along the artists that have the real talent out here don't when artists ask djs you know how much can i pay you to play my record if that dj is taking your money he's not a dj because he's only in it for the money djs are supposed to have their hand on the culture and know what's the next hot record yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, that's a that's a whole another interview right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, a, a, any artist, any rapper, um, I'll tell you, man, like there's so many different phases uh, that you have to go through. Like I've been through like it all, you know, to to you know get to this point. I, you know, I feel like I've dedicated, you know, every almost every breath of my life trying to make it as a rapper and um to have to be connected you know with the right people now um shout out you know uh you know music network media man you know marketing um firm that you know really show me love and really appreciate me as an artist and believe in my music and believe in my talent i can say like all the people uh you know what i'm saying that's around me now they truly believe and, and Stephen Darnell, you know what I mean, more so than uh, what I could do for them. But they really want to give me a shot. They really want to give me an opportunity at, you know, making my dreams a reality at the end of the day. So, yeah. And they say, make it here, you can make it anywhere. So I believe, you know, once I got acclimated, you know what I'm saying, to the New York climate, you know, the Jersey climate, I was like, all right, I, I, I can make, you know, I, I feel like I can make, you know, some noise in this game. I think you can too. What so far in this industry, what would you say was that dream tour turned into a reality moment for you? Man, it was like back in um like the early mid two thousands when I went to the Billboard Awards in Las Vegas. You know, just as a fan, just to you know go and uh, check it out and just get a a feel for the vibe. Um, so to speak, but um, you know, I, I got to see some of my favorite artists perform like that, less than ten feet away from me. I was right there. I got to sit by, you know, some, you know, some prominent people, and it was like I was trying to keep my cool, trying not to fan out. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like seeing them in in, in real life and up close and personal. Because mind you, you know, I'm from a small town in Alabama, you don't really get to see you know, celebrities or anything like that on, on a regular basis. You only see these people on TV, you hear them on the radio. So when I got an opportunity to um, see them and have a conversation with them, you know, that it, it was something in my mind that clicked. It was just like, oh, this, this is real. Like these people really exist. They really out here, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing. So I feel like if they can do it, then I definitely can do it. I definitely want to do it. And that's when, like, I, try, I dropped out of school. I just left. I was in college. I left college. And I just want to be an artist now. I'm a rapper. That's it. How to pull a Kanye. Yeah, I mean, I had to. Yeah, I, mean, I had to. Yeah, make. And Kanye. Oh, man, how could I forget Kanye? Kanye definitely highly influenced me, you know, as as an artist and you know just the whole, whole like inspiration on uh, everything he did how he got on the genius people you know people argue with the fact if Kanye West is genius or not I'm saying you know Kanye West in my opinion is a genius you know some because I'm an artist and every artist you know is trying to piece it together find you know what works and you know he was able to just do it like you know, back to back, you know, him and his team, you know, really came up with, you know, some genius moments. So 
I take a lot out of the page of, of Kanye West and okay, I can do that. Oh, okay, I'm gonna do that, or I'm gonna take this approach, or I'm gonna try this role out. Because one thing I can say Kanye did for me was show me that as an as an artist, bigger, always, you know, bigger is your mindset. That's why I named my album Larger Than Life, because for a long time I went, you know, I went throughout life as an artist with this smaller mindset. Like I wanted to be big. But it's like, well, let me just, this is all I got. So let me just use this, like take these baby steps. But at the same time, it wasn't until like, nah, man, you're a star, you're a superstar, but you you right up there with such and such, you can do this. Do. And that's in the whole mindset of larger than life. I am larger than life. I ain't waiting to get larger than life. Like right now, as we live and breathe, like I got what it takes. You know what I'm saying? I just need the shot. So you're getting your shots start. now. Yes, sir. Well, I'm in, I'm ready to take full advantage, man. Like, put me in the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the rise of Stilo Green. I feel as though this is like your alter ego. Yeah, man. You got it. You hit it right on the head. Appreciate it. it right yes, sir. Yeah, you're a hip hop historian. You're a hip hop fan for real. Because I told one of my homies, man, shout out my bro, man, um, at Kansas City, my boy, Jay Casino. Um, He's a real witty guy, like he's always, you know. And I was like, man, I need a, I need an alter ego. I need something to do with, you know, these other displaced feelings and emotions that I be going through. Um, man, everybody, you know, Daisy got one. Biggie had Frank White, you know. It was like Nas with Esco. Nas got Esco. Uh, man, like the list goes on. Jay is Hove. Jay Hove, exactly. You know what I mean? It, MF Doom. It, it, MF Doom, yeah, Beyonce even, you know, Sasha, Sasha Fierce. Fierce. So I was like, um, I need something to cover my name. He was like, uh, and he know I'm a big outcast, goody mob, dungeon family, organized noise, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge CeeLo Green fan. Like, yo, CeeLo Green, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, I was joking at first, like, yeah, I'm make a whole mixtape behind that, everything. And then when it came time to do the project, I was like, I see Lil Green. It come, it's here. I feel like when CeeLo Green came along, it when things really started. Like, like Deion Sanders, prime time. You know what I'm saying? It was just like Kevin Garnett, big ticket. Kobe, the black mamba. That was like CeeLo Green is like my black mamba. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care. I was like, they don't want to pay attention to me. They want to sleep. On me, they want to overlook me. Well, I have to kill everything, everything, like whatever it is, topic, subject, whatever. I got to go in and I have to go overboard to the point that everybody's like, <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> Steven Dardell is like more retro, retrospective, introspective, you know, uh, the voice of reason, but see little grain trap, he turned up, he ready to, you know, pull up in 26-inch rounds, you know what I'm saying? Rattling, no manners, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, feet up on the table, Tupac, like, you know what I'm saying? Tupac walking out, it's like, man, he the rebel, he down, he down for the cause, you know what I'm saying? Steve Darnell gonna have you, I mean, like, Steve Darnell gonna have you, um, you know, Applying for the job applications and, and getting your life together, but uh, I feel like CeeLo Green, he gonna, yeah, he gonna have you bumping that trap. You, you know what I'm saying? Ready to 
You know what I'm saying? Turn up real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> Couple chains on your neck. Wrist flooded. Yeah, CeeLo, CeeLo Green, he, he about that. He, CeeLo Green is a part of, of the South. Like, he's a, yeah, that's a, that guy's a Southern bred rapper through and through, you know what I mean? So CeeLo Green gave me the excuse to, you know, go to my country roots and turn up like UGK did, you know what I'm saying? Stephen Darnell more so, he like that, you know, that East Coast slow boom bap, you know what I'm saying? That, that go deep, talk about things in life that matter, like CeeLo Green, he didn't want to turn up, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, what like, does CeeLo Green want to do this year in 2022? Yo, Philo ready to kick the door down and damn ready to like however I gotta do it, you know. Um grassroots fan base, uh major label signing. I know, you know, I know a lot of people say a lot of stuff to an artist, man. Don't do this, don't do this. I'm like, man, I feel you, man, but <laughs> bro, I'm ready to do my thing. Like, if any time, it's this time, it's, it's now. I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to. CeeLo ready to do it at the highest level. CeeLo ready to walk on the on the, on the court, you know, with that scowl on his face, just looking at all the opponents like, man, I hope you ain't guarding me tonight. I just hope you ain't taking me tonight because it's going to be a long night for you, bro. I'm telling you, it's going up. I'm putting up by 50. I'm going to drop a 50 ball tonight for sure. And don't be standing in the paint because I'm flying over you. <laughs> I'm flying <laughs> over you. CeeLo. CeeLo is a product of all those guys I played sports with who had that bravado. Like, you know, they knew they had the athleticism. They knew they had the talent. They were taught to the coach a different type of way. You know what I'm saying? You know, they they waving off the substitutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, man, the game in my hands right now. And I feel like I can definitely change the game in, in, in a major way just given the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like at this point in 2022, a lot of the um, most notable and, you know, upper echelon platforms, you know, really going to start to take note and I'm going to get my opportunity to be up in front of the world and do it at the highest level. And that's right. all I could ever ask for, you know what I'm saying? And you deserve it. And don't stop believing in yourself. That's the main thing. Forget about these other people. You want them to believe in you. But as soon as you stop believing in yourself, that's when the dreams die. And we, we don't want that. And I know that's you're not ready for that at all. You believe in yourself. Uh, it's weird, man. Uh, you know, my love affair with, with rap is so strong on me, man. It's like, even if I wanted to, you know, say I got a, you know, this job, you know, $100,000 salary, you know, dang, man, I want to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's music, and a lot of artists tell you, I don't, it, just, it, it has such a hold on you. It's a, it's a feeling that, you know, I can't describe because even, you know, one of my brothers asked, like, man, you know, what, what keep you going? Like, why are you still here? And I'm like, man, you know, I can't, I can't begin to describe you the feeling of being on stage and looking at, out at people and they vibing, you know, to your music and the energy is flowing. I never better put that feeling into words. You know what I'm saying? I never better put that feeling into words to, you know, sit here and write something, come up with an idea, you know, go in a recording studio, lay it down to the best of your ability and hear it back. You know, you hear it back. Dang, bro. Yeah. I can't see myself doing anything, bro. Not like this. So, 
I feel like I want my chance because like it's like that girl you say something, man, I gotta be with it. Like, I got to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry, mom, pop. Like, y'all might say she ain't no good for me, but it's just that it's just something I gotta do. You know what I mean? And once I have my run, you know, I can move on to you know other ventures in life, you know, put my kiddos in position, put my family in position to, you know, do some things. And you know, have a, a, a overall better life because you know I'm I'm a young black man and I was I was born at, at zero. You know, I want no inheritance. You know, no head starts, no help. It's just like to see where I'm at and just be sitting here, you know, talking to you right now versus like where I come from. It's just like man, I will, I can't do that. Like nobody would never believe it. Nobody would believe it. Just like a Disney movie or something like that. Bro. Like no lie like inspirational man i appreciate so that man anything else that you want to let the audience know your listeners know fans know before we wrap everything up everything that you got on the way in 2022 features everything yeah um definitely out right now um i just you know put out the latest uh video to to my song my time is on youtube right now um, that record my time is off of you know my latest album larger than life which is on Spotify, all streaming platforms like that. But I would definitely, fit, I feel like, you know, this this song, this video, it's the one. Like, I feel like if I can get everybody on the same page on this record and this visual, I can, I can pretty much punch my ticket into the game. So if you're watching, you can definitely go and, and um, you know, check out, check out that visual. The song was produced by So Special, So Special Beat. Um, they also produce uh, my record, Believe Me Now, which I'll be following up with, which is also on the album. Um, I just, man, you know, just check me out and just be on the lookout for, you know, more work, man. Usually we always working. And hopefully, um, you know, I can get, you know, start getting some of those big, big name features, you know, the feature on some of my records. It'll be amazing. So, hey, man, you know, shout out to all, to all my gang, everybody, man, everybody that. You know, been helping me out, Travis, man, my boy Aaron, um, my boy Pre, my boy H, uh, you know, L Nice, you know, that's the squad. Like, everybody knows they roll, everybody is, you know, working on, on all seven of man. Shout out Alabama, man. 334 Gunk Town. For sure, can't forget the Gunk. Once the time comes and the features open up, which one do you want first if you have the opportunity? And tell a little baby to holler at me, man. Get on. <laughs>
take care of the artists from your hometown and your home area first. Yeah, man, it's going to be love. They're going to, man, my label, all my people are like, yo, why are you giving me all these features? Like, I'm like, man, yo, they going like hot kids. Who need a verse, man? Like, I'm going to take advantage of that hot space that I'm in. Like, I'm not, I'm going to be like, you know, that's why, shout out to Gucci Man. Like, I love one thing about Gucci Man for sure. Like, he, he didn't care what, how big in the game he was. Like, he, he was giving the opportunity to everybody. You, hey, you want to get on? Let's do it, man. You know what I'm saying? Drop your bread and let's get one in and, you know, let's keep it rolling. That's what I'm all about, bro. Keep rolling, man. Like, wanting, you know, want that opportunity to, to, to get on and, yeah, every show, every city, every town I go through, I'm looking for, for the high artists want to go to get one in, bro, for sure, man. Make sure that you plug in your Instagram and Twitter so people can follow you. Follow me on Instagram um, at Stephen Darnell Official. Um, also on Twitter, uh, I'm Stephen Darnell. So, I'm trying to stay connected, so for sure. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on the show here today. You're always welcome. Anytime that you need any promo for any upcoming records, you're in good hands with me, especially with All Nice and everything. I checked out your music and good with me because it's it's great music content right there. I appreciate you, man. I thank you for the opportunity, man. And- you know, I know you're a tastemaker in the, in the game yourself, so and I appreciate that love coming from, you know, coming from a small, you know, small market and, and getting that love up here, you know, by God, such as yourself. And it's like, it's still surreal to me, still like mind blown. And I feel like it's everything that I spoke, uh, you know, I manifested it. So I feel like it's just the beginning, like the hard work and, and everything and the commitment and everything must continue. So. I'm proud, man. Keep and, manifesting, uh, too. It's only going to take you further. Yes, sir, my bro. You're right, man. Got to keep speaking it into existence and, and keep working on my craft, man. And I know I know good things definitely on the horizon for me, for sure. I got some stuff, man. You know, I just got to keep, you know, it ain't, you know, you got to wait for everything to, to come together first, and then you you want you can announce it. It's like, but it's, it's people... Uh, that's reached out to me or, you know, or replied to me even. I'm like, oh, man, wow, like, that's crazy. So you can definitely expect big things from me, man. And if you can, man, you uh, push that that My Time visual, that My Time record, and I can guarantee you, like, you know, we're going to be having a much different conversation in the near future. I got you, man. I'll get that in the rotation for you, like your 65 on my stations and everything. We'll get that pushing for you, man. Keep going out here. I look forward to building with you and make, making sure that every record that comes out in your future is in the rotation. We keep it pushing for you. Yes, sir, bro. I appreciate you, man. Much love, man. No doubt, man. Much love. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe, all right? Yes, sir. I'll let you, boy. Peace out, man.